Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said this morning that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said according to your will, let it be heard, as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe, and believing obey. Amen. My grandmother died a few years ago. She was a spitfire. She loved to mow her own lawn. She smoked like a chimney, drank lots of hot tea, and enjoyed watching her stories every day. Young and the Restless, the Bold and the Beautiful, As the World Turns, The Guiding Light, I believe in that order. She was a matriarch in our family. I called her every Mother's Day, just like I called my mother. I hope that you will call your matriarchs today. She was well-respected in our family, but she was not the cuddly type. She was more like the type to let you know if you've put on a few pounds or if you were spending too much money on anything that most of us would consider fun. I couldn't be there when my grandmother died, and I regret that a great deal. But my auntie was there, and she told me how it went. My grandmother, who was usually stoic, was frightened. She was in and out of consciousness. At one moment, my aunt thought that she heard my grandmother say something, and so she leaned in and she said, Mom, did you just say I love you? And then my grandmother pulled her lips together for one last word. No. <laughs> no. And that was it. That was her last act. That was the last word she ever said. I'm not kidding. That was her last act, which is kind of perfect if you knew her. I couldn't be there for my grandmother's last act, but I was there for Elizabeth's last act. She was a teenager that had been sick for years and I got a call from her mother that this would be her last night. And so I drove to her house and I went inside her house, was filled with her family. Her mother was kneeling next to her on the couch and she pulled me in close and told me that Elizabeth wanted to see me. And there I was in the middle of this family and Elizabeth's last act, like my grandmother's last act, would be with her family gathered around. This is what I see happening with the widow of Zarephath too. As she is approached by the prophet Elijah, she is, at least in her mind, taking on what could be her last act. This image of this woman 
resounds in my mind. This woman holding two sticks. I picture her hair wisping in the gentle breeze. I picture this gaunt frame against an arid landscape. And there she is holding these two sticks. She is a widow, which means so much in our time and meant so much more in her time. It meant to her that she had no means. She had no standing for which to provide. It is a time of drought, a drought, by the way, that was announced by the prophet Elijah, a drought announced by the prophet Elijah against the Canaanite god Baal in order to show that Baal was in fact powerless. She is a Gentile, which means that she has no official connection with the god of Jacob. What is it to the god of Jacob and the god of Elijah that, that she is in this state? And what might the god of Jacob have for her? And for all of these reasons, then, her cupboards are bare. She has nothing but a son. And as a result, she is out collecting two sticks that she might make a meal so that, as she says, they might eat it and die. And so you can see now why this image of this woman holding these two sticks resounds in my mind. If this was to be her last act, the one of collecting these two sticks, well, it was not going to be a planning act or a moping act or a whining act or an angry act. In the face of the deepest trouble that life could throw at her, Hers was an act of defiance against death and scarcity. It was an act that fought back. That is what the best mothers do. It is what all of us should do. If this was going to be her last act, it was going to be an act that said, with all that I have, for as long as I have it, I will love. And it is from this act of love that God's provision comes. If she never goes out to collect those two sticks, does she ever meet the prophet Elijah? And if she never meets the prophet Elijah, does she ever come to realize the abundance of flour and oil waiting for her in her cabinet, right there in her home? When the deepest trouble in life comes for us, when this test of our integrity comes for us, what will our answer be? Is there fight in us? Isn't this one of the great questions being asked in the midst of this pandemic, in the middle of what we're facing in this world? Is there fight in us? Is there the kind of fight in us that that mother had for her son in her last act? 
When trouble comes for us, will there be fight in us? Not the kind of fight that brings more pain into the world. There's enough of that fight. Is there fight in us? Not the kind of fight that brings more worry into the world. There's enough of that fight. Is there fight in us? us, not the kind of fight that brings more anxiety into the world. There's enough of that fight. But is there fight in us? The kind of fight that says all the way into our last acts, with all that I have, for as long as I have it, I will love That is what Elizabeth showed with her last act. On the night that she died, as her mother kneeled by her side, holding her hand, she went around that family room and addressed every member of her family, telling them why she loved them. And then her mother asked me to pray, and I did, and we all closed together with the Lord's Prayer. And somewhere in that prayer, with her mother's hands in hers, Elizabeth took her last breath. She wasn't holding two sticks like the widow held two sticks. She was holding her mother's hand, but she was saying the same thing. With all that I have, for as long as I have it, I will love. That fight was in her. And we believe those of us that have that fight for love in us, those of us that intend to take that fight for love right up until our last act, those of us that have that fight for love embedded in our souls, we believe that she will hold those hands again. And we believe it because we believe that the widow of Zarephath was not the last one to hold two sticks as a precursor to God's provision. See, 900 years later, a man named Simon of Cyrene carried two sticks made into a cross to a place called Golgotha. Those two sticks were planted into the ground and Jesus was stretched out on them. And there with those two sticks, with his last act, do you know what he was saying? With all that I have, for as long as I have it, I will love. These are exceptionally difficult times. And it may feel like the widow felt. It may feel like our provisions are low, like our patience is low, like our hope is low, like our energy 
is low. But God's provision, like with the widow, is not far away. And we will realize it. It will embrace us when we follow the widow, when we follow the one who went out to get two sticks, when we say like she did, with all that I have, for as long as I have it, I will love right up until our last act. Amen.